It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On your Wednesday episode, the Toronto Raptors are in the rumor mill once again. Could they be the mystery team for Damian Lillard? We have our doubts, but we'll discuss. Plus, we get into the players we're most excited to watch on the Raptors this season. It's all coming up on today's episode of Locked on Raptors. Thanks for hanging. Oh, because like, when I shot, I expected to make it. So like, I don't shoot kind of miss. You are Locked on Raptors, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. going on and welcome to another episode of Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Wednesday, September the 20th, and I'm your host, Sean Woodley. I'm going into my 10th season covering the Raptors on various platforms. You can follow my work over on Twitter, X, whatever the hell we're calling it, while it's still not paywalled, I guess. Uh, we'll figure it out from there. But for now, at Woodley Sean over there. The show is also on Twitter at Locked On Raptors. We're on Instagram, same handle. And of course, the Locked On Raptors Discord server is the place to be. The link is in the description. Come hang out. Uh, it seems as though we're all going to be out of luck when it comes to a free platform on which to talk about basketball this coming season. But Discord's free, and the link is in the description of the show. As always, come hang out. We'd love to see you in there. Talking ball, talking Blue Jays, who uh, we're believing in again, I suppose. Talking movies, talking video games, fantasy basketball. It's all going on in the Locked On Raptors Discord server. As a reminder as well, you can find the show for free on your favorite podcast apps and on YouTube. And we appreciate you making us your first listen each and every day. All right, today's show is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics to treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Let's get to it. We're bringing in a lovely guest today. Returning to the show, the editor-in-chief of Raptors HQ, it is Chelsea Late, who is here to talk about Damian Lillard, apparently. That was a little wrinkle thrown into our plans for the show. We have more fun stuff talking about dudes we're excited to watch in the Raptors this season coming up, but Chelsea... How are you, and are you just so happy that the rumor mill keeps on churning? Hi, yeah, I'm good. I mean, yeah, in terms of the rumor mill, it's um, it's just something you get used to, I think. Mm -hmm. I think what's really kind of sinking in for me is it was really nice for a little while. Obviously, the last three years were a nightmare, just in general. But one of the nice things was like the weird compressed off seasons we got where we didn't get just get to like stew in rumors for months and months at a time, which it feels like what we've been doing right now. Um, like we've been just like in that broth for a long, long time thinking about mm -hmm. Pascal Siakam, Damian Lillard, on and on and on. Hopefully media day is like a soft deadline for this stuff, but we should dive in. We are going to get to the players and the Raptors are most excited to watch coming up later, Chelsea. I'm looking forward to that, but we got to talk off the top about the latest around the league when it comes to scuttlebutt pertaining to the Toronto Raptors. Our pal Matt Moore from Locked in NBA 
was uh, quoted yesterday on Locked in NBA talking a little about the various mystery teams that might be in the weeds waiting to kind of pounce on this Damian Lillard thing as the Heat continue to not want to give up the full freight package. Their full freight package on its own is not exactly all that amazing for the Blazers either. But the quote from Matt Moore is, that's the thing nobody's really saying, but everyone around the league kind of knows that the Raptors are amongst the teams that have shown interest in Damian Lillard. Uh, Chelsea, we've kind of gone over the various iterations of a Dame trade on this show quite a bit. You know, could they offer up Scotty Barnes? At this point, that maybe feels like bidding against themselves because uh, that would easily be the best offer on the table. So maybe that's not the road you go down. You know, OG Ananobi's name has been thrown around, obviously for salary matching reasons. Maybe Gary Trent Jr. gets involved. And then Kevin Pelton last night on the low post dropped a sort of idea of Pascal Siakam being part of like a three-teamer where he gets routed to somewhere else. And that's where the assets end up going to portland for dame it's all very interesting how where are you at with this chelsea like what's your general gut feeling do you think this is real do you think this is just the heat leveraging the raptors to get or the blazers leveraging the raptors to get more out of dame or out of the dame trade for miami where are you at with all this i mean i'm not surprised that the raptors are kind of coming up in these talks i think it's completely smart to have interest and i think it's definitely a smart move to kind of pick up the phone and see what the, the trailblazers are trying to get um you know it's just kind of like we were going through the kevin durant thing last season this is this <laughs> season next season there's going to be another superstar that wants to trade like might be two. i feel like <laughs> yeah literally like i feel like this is just going to be the thing of the off season going forward is that some superstar is going to want some crazy trade and knowing you know how the raptors operate you know they're going to pick up the phone they're going to try and and see what they can offer and most of the time it's not going to be enough and so i think i think that the interest part is definitely probably true in terms of if it's going to happen i don't think so and i do very much see miami trying to use toronto as leverage um because you know we know that toronto and miami are two teams that do a lot of you know business together and Mm -hmm. so are portland and toronto as well so they're all very familiar with each other and how they work and I maybe I don't know, maybe these two teams are like, we're not getting fleeced again by this <laughs> poverty team right now. Like, that's not a thing that's going to happen. So, uh, yeah, it's I'm at a phase right now where I'm like, all right, sure, we're interested, whatever. Like, I don't think it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I also I also think that, like, you know, Dame's talking all this talk about he's not going to go to training camp if he goes to whatever team. But like. I don't know. It's hard to think if that's actually going to happen, if the Raptors would take that chance. And I'm like, why even take the chance? You know, Mm. we're at this phase of this franchise where we just need to, like, you know, get people who actually want to be here. (laughs) I don't know. It's like you had your, like, one of your biggest players leaving free agency. And I'm like, okay, your next move is to get someone who, like, very vocally has said they don't want to be here. Okay, cool. Like, you do you. But... Just find yourself in the same situation next year if he wants a trade or literally in February. So, yeah, it's it's definitely an interesting situation that I'm trying not to put too much thought into because in the end, I have no control over it. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I mean... I wish I could say that uh, I had that healthy approach to this type of thing. Uh, My brain is addled with trade machine machinations at this point. Mm -hmm. I think that's just the byproduct of doing a daily podcast where you got to drum up something to talk about. But I think for me, 
Like, I'm not surprised either that they're coming up. They're always going to be kind of this lurking in wait type of team. And I think Dame is kind of the tier of superstar that they're going to kind of be in the conversation for. Like, imperfect superstars. Pretty good players who are very excellent players in, in most cases who maybe have, like, some, you know, trade value diminished for whatever. Contract reasons, injury, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not going to be the type of team that has all the assets to throw in a potential Giannis trade next summer if that comes to pass. Or a Joel a bead trade if that comes to pass and so they're probably shopping in this kind of second tier superstar area and and so it makes sense like dame fits basically every one of the team's biggest needs he would be pretty awesome on this roster regardless of who ends up going out i think i also don't think it's happening because for me trading pascal for him is a little too rich it leaves the roster behind just like kind of barren honestly and really asking for a lot of youth to grow along with dame which i don't think dame's super super soaked about considering his you know stance on portland i think trading scotty while i would probably do that just because i'm apparently a ghoul who just thinks every young player is meant to be traded for good players or who are older um while i'd probably do that just philosophically i don't think the raptors would do that and i don't think they would even kind of consider it considering consider it considering good english sean um you know (laughs) like baking the fact that they're probably bidding against themselves if they're like, well, what if we just threw Scotty Barnes in here when maybe OG Ananobi is like a commensurate offer to what the Heat are doing, obviously, plus picks and et cetera, et cetera. And then it's like, OG's the guy. I, I, If you can make that happen, I'm all for it. Like, a great, great call. You trade OG, who's got that big pending, you know, UFA status hanging over his head. You pick a direction. You solve one of the problems. You lean into Scotty and Pascal and give them a real running mate to make it all work and tie them together. That would be awesome. I just don't see Portland having the desire to add a pending UFA when they just paid Jeremy Grant $35 million and they're not going to be very good and they'll be sitting there probably losing OG in a year's time. So what's in it mm-hmm. for them there? So I don't think this is much. I think if it says anything, Chelsea, it's that there's a chance that something still goes down here for the Raptors between now and the start of training camp. Like I, I don't think, or the start of the season, like the Pascal thing has been weird all summer. Um, and I think it suggests that they're in talks to make something happen, even if it's just as a third team that gets Tyler Hero routed their way. Like, I think something could go down. What's your general feeling on whether something will happen to this roster? And I guess what's your feeling on the necessity of something happening for this roster to maybe make a little bit more sense on the floor? Yeah, I feel like we're in crunch time now where my belief is that if anything happens right now, it just kind of feels rushed at this point. You had all Mm. of this time to, you know, the Atlanta thing came and went. There was a few other possibilities And I feel like now people just know that the Raptors might be like scrambling, trying to figure out something before the season starts. And if anything happens, it might just be rushed and like not thought out very well. Um, And, you know, you're already thinking about a team that has dealt with some extreme roster changes this summer. You had Fred leave, which was a huge blow um, to them. And I'm definitely in this mood where I feel like, I'm constantly just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like when is, (laughs) when are we going to hear something? When is something going to happen? And I feel like everyone's in that boat, but I'm kind of leaning towards the side of like, nothing's going to happen because we know, we know Masai, we know he's not like a rushed kind of person. You know, he's not going to act on anything unless he's, unless maybe he's been doing this the entire off season now is finally the time. But I also just like, for some reason, don't see that from him. Like, I think if he was going to do something, it was going to be really early in free agency or Mm. in the off season and not when you're about to go to training camp. Yeah. We're like 
12 days away for media day uh it's yeah. like the time's ticking you don't want to be doing stuff after media day i, I think that's got to be kind of a soft deadline so if something does happen i imagine it happens between now and october the second but it's um if nothing happens i hope masai has some pre-canned answers prepared to talk about the three pending ufas he has on the team going into the season once again uh and all of the sort of drama that circles around that it's a, it's a weird weird situation we're gonna leave that stuff behind for now we had to talk about it out of obligation but we're gonna have some fun turning into the next segment we're gonna take a look at some players that we are most excited to watch on the raptors this season we have our personal lists we have not yet told each other our lists it's very exciting it's all coming up in just a second before we do that however got to tell you about jace medical everyone should be empowered to care for for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected and that is why jace medical offers the jace case the jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency jace medical makes sure you have the medication in hand jace medical is simple they handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing doctor consultation and care don't get caught unprepared save more than 360 dollars by getting these life-saving antibiotics with jace medical plus an additional 20 dollars off by using the code locked on at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J A S E medical.com, promo code locked on. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, we continue on here. Chelsea Late of Raptors HQ is along as we turn our attention away from the rumor mill and uh, to the season at hand and the roster that is currently in place for your Toronto Raptors. Gonna do a little exercise here. We have our top three lists of the dudes we're most excited or intrigued to watch this season on the Raptors. And uh, we've not yet told who, each other who we got. So I'm curious, Chelsea, I will put it to you first to reveal your number one Toronto Raptor you are most excited to watch this season. Oh, man. I mean, I feel like this one's kind of obvious, but we're at kind of a turning point here. So I'm going to say Scotty Barnes is the the one that I'm most top excited to see. That's this the chalk answer. And I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel like we're going into Scotty's third am i i'm having a brain fart for some reason yeah, right third, now. Year, third, yeah. third year okay perfect the time is an illusion man um but <laughs> i'm like i don't know how long it's been but yeah his third season and you know we had the rookie of the year campaign which was obviously great last year i wouldn't call it a dip but you know it wasn't as it was like a, a stagnation a plateau yeah, if you will a plateau yeah. exactly and the team did worse so whatever and now we're heading into this season where he is definitely going to be expected to do more now that fred is gone and he's definitely kind of leaning into being like the quote-unquote face of the franchise hmm. when you think about the fact that a lot of people think pascal siakam may be on the way out nobody else has really kind of stepped up and like become that you know face and i think that's where he's headed towards um and i do think the raptors are keeping him pretty close because he you know we've heard some things about trades that haven't gone through because they refuse to deal him so yep. 
I do think that he is at a point now where he's going to have to step up and be, you know, maybe learn a little bit more how to be a leader. He's still so young, too. It's kind of hard to say that. But, you know, I'm really hoping that we see a jump both in his, like, play this season in terms of like his potential he has so much potential he's like you know we see little flashes of it um mm -hmm. in his highlights from the past two years but i also just think that he becomes you know the kind of guy who can rally the troops together for lack of a better term um and just you know show that he's turning into that guy who can lead a team because you know when you when you draft someone top four like that the really the hope and the expectation going into like a long career with that team is that they're gonna you know, step up and be the guy. And so mm -hmm. I think he has the potential to be the guy. And I think this is going to be a really pivotal year for him. Yeah. Like year three is a massive one. And, you know, mm -hmm. we're a year away now from talk of his next contract. Like it's already coming up mm -hmm. on us. And look, I have been pretty skeptical of the idea of just like having him be the point guard. I've made no bones about that on the show. Like, I think it's probably a bad idea to just say, Hey, you're the point guard going into it. I don't think it's going to lead to the best results. That said, I think if the Raptors are going to do it, they should just lean into it and have him really kind of go through the growing pains and go through the ups and downs of being the dude who has the ball in his hands. Like, I, I don't think the ambition for this season is all that high. And so, like, take advantage of a year where you can kind of go test some stuff out and see what Scotty really is and what he's made of. I think, you know... It's going to be fascinating to see how he's used. Yeah, I would imagine, like, again, we, we've seen him kind of telegraphed as this point guard. Obviously, they bring in Dennis Schroeder. Will he start? Will he not? That's a whole other question. We talked about that last week. If you want to go check it out, everydayers already know that. But um, if you want to go check that out, you can. I think, for me, like, how do they sprinkle in areas of the game where he's been successful into how he's being deployed, right? Because so far in his career, the times at which he's been the best have been as like a small ball big, essentially. And how does that fit into a team that has Jakob Pertl on it? How does that fit into a team that has Pascal Siakam in the front court with him and the lack of spacing and shooting that's there? And, you know, how does the rest of the roster complement him too, right? Like how does, you know, Pascal Siakam's three-point shooting come along does that come along, you know, does he become like a 38% catch and shoot guy in the corners? And does that mean Scotty Barnes has more room to operate and kind of do the thing that he can do best? It's just, there's a lot of really interesting factors at play. I don't think the roster is ultimately all that conducive to what you want Scotty Barnes to really be. Like, I think surrounding him with shooting is probably the move. They don't have that right now. And so they're going to be trying to like make lemonade out of limes and maybe they can do it. Like maybe maybe it's doable. Maybe Scotty's just that talented. I think we've seen the flashes like you talked about, like the flashes are absolutely tantalizing and there's totally a world in which everything clicks this season and the on court stuff combined with the locker room stuff and the leadership and kind of taking the team by the horns, it all comes together. And you know, whether I agree with the philosophy behind it or not, I'm extremely excited to watch it all play out because he's a really fun player to watch when he's really clicking and the passing is undeniable. And um, you know, he, he's going to, be one way or another uh, an indicator of the team's success this season. You know, what do you think, let's say everything hits, like Scotty comes in, he's, you know, the, the, I think the biggest thing is like the shooting touch around the rim and, and from two-point range comes back because that was a massive drop-off area for him last year. Totally cratered efficiency-wise, went to well below league average in terms of true shooting. Um, it was not in a, a very efficient season for him last season. 
if everything clicks and that comes back maybe towards his sort of rookie levels, we see maybe a little bit of that mid-range jumper coming back into play. We obviously know the passing. You know, I think the defensive strides he made as like an off-ball defender last year were pretty notable. It all kind of comes together. Scotty Barnes is what we hope he can be. What do you think that means for the overall outlook of this team? Like, do you think a Scotty Barnes full-on leap can carry this team to like top six in the East? Like, is it that much of a swing piece there? Or is the rest of the roster still kind of incomplete and weird to the point that even like a huge Scotty Barnes leap might not necessarily lead to the whole roster kind of coming with him and, and making this into like a legit playoff team? You know, I'm torn because when Scotty Barnes is good, like you just said, like he's, you know, such a factor in every game. I do still think that the one thing the Raptors are missing is like a true point guard, like you were saying. Mm -hmm. If you're going to like lean into it, I feel like I feel bad trying to put everything on Scotty. It's like, okay, you want to be a guy who can finish at the rim because you know he's very strong there, but you also want his, you know, jumper and his, you know, mid-range to come back. Then mm -hmm. you're going to ask him to play make and have the ball in his hands. You know, I'm like, is this too much? Too it's soon? a lot. Yeah. It is a lot. And it's like, okay, if he can handle that, then that definitely boosts the Raptors for sure. I'm kind of, I'm not confident enough to say like a six seed, but mm -hmm. I do think that, that and like say like if Dennis Schroeder were to like you know kind of pop off or like Gary Trent Jr. or whoever Grady Dick I don't know someone's gonna mm -hmm. like pop off and like you know be able to be that like secondary ball handler so that Scotty Barnes isn't trying to do everything all at once all the time um then yeah maybe we can kind of boost up maybe win a play-in uh which would be an improvement from last season <laughs> As but, long as you're not playing the Bulls at a certain spectator's um, not there, they, they're, they're exactly. looking great. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I'm torn because I definitely see the potential in Scotty. I'm a huge Scotty believer, but I definitely don't want to put all of the hopes of this roster on him mm -hmm. because that's unfair. And also, you know, there's certain things you got to think about. Will Pascal Siakam be on this roster? Will OG Ananobi be on this roster? Like, there's a certain factors that I think it can click if everybody's kind of running at their best. And I also think that like, even if Scotty is at his best, like if someone else, if there's not, you know, better shooting all around him, mm -hmm. if, you know, the playmaking isn't there, all that stuff, then I, I still don't think that they can like kind of, but it yeah. definitely helps. And I do think that like, if Scotty is on, his like he's playing to the best of his capability and so is everybody else on the floor then i do think that this team is very capable of like making the playoffs but mm -hmm. it's definitely like i what we've seen of over the past like couple of seasons is that like nothing seems to be sorry nothing seems to be <laughs> clicking at the same time yeah so yeah yeah it's it's like the classic thing too of you know, the best players are the ones who make the players around them better as well. And, mm -hmm. like, if we see, like, a full Scotty leap this season and his playmaking is on point and he's got a little bit more offensive punch to his game, maybe that does end up being the type of thing that elevates others. And you kind of have this rising tides, lift all boats thing kind of centered around Scotty's development. Like, that's on the table as a possibility here as well. Again, I, I think what's probably more likely is we do see a pretty good Scotty season within the limitations of a you know misshapen roster and all the questions that hang over it. But I think yeah. that can be a good thing because it gives you clarity on, okay, 
this dude is the dude. We just got to go find the other dudes to put around the dude, capital D, and we can kind of make this work. You know, I, I think where it goes wrong is, is if he just looks out of place, right? He looks totally, you know, not up for the ball handling duties. His handle's not refined. The shooting doesn't come back. The two-point touch, the push shots are not there. If that all happens, we're probably having a pretty grim conversation in a year's time about, you know, what yeah. the contract looks like for him next, what the roster, can you even build a winning roster around him? Big year for Scotty. I think he's a very noble choice to be the most exciting player to watch this season. Um, yeah. And also, I think, easily the most important as well. I don't think that's telling tales out of school. Um, we're going to come back to the side, Chelsea, get into our number two and three most exciting players on the Raptors to watch this season. We will do that momentarily. Before we do that, however, got to tell you about our friends over at FanDuel, the number one sports book in all the land. You can snap into NFL action this season with FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guarantee when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action because you can use those bonus bets on things like spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Maybe you're not a football fan. I certainly am not. But if you're a basketball fan, if you're a baseball playoff fan, if you're any kind of sports fan, I have wonderful lines there for you to go check out. Maybe you want to put a little money down on a team to win the NBA championship that you have a good feeling about. I did it last year on FanDuel with the Denver Nuggets at like 19-1, to and I was laughing all spring long as the Nuggets steamrolled through the playoffs. You can be like me, cackling in your living room while your wife is like, what's going on? Uh, in the next room, you can go and do that by visiting FanDuel.com. Enter the promo code, or sorry, Go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right. We are rounding out today's show with Chelsea Late of Raptors HQ. Getting into our second and third most exciting players to watch on the Raptors this season. Chelsea, I'll give you the floor once again. Who is your number two behind Scotty Barnes? This one's a little bit of a wild card, but I mean with this Raptors roster. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Grady Dick. And yeah, I know that, yeah, all right. <laughs> uh, which is a little bit of a wild card, but I don't know. Like, he, he got drafted. There was all that hype. And I do think we've had, okay, I don't know if many of the listeners are big WNBA people, but there was this whole discourse in the WNBA this season about, like, the vibes player. Like, the player that's on the roster, and they're just good vibes. And it mm-hmm. kind of lifts everybody else up. And, you know, maybe they don't get as many minutes, and maybe, you know, whatever, but... In the at the end of the day, them being on the team just kind of like helps everyone else. Mm-hmm. And so I do think that like Grady Dick definitely has a lot of like positive when it comes to his on court stuff. But I also think he's going to be a very important locker room piece if mm-hmm. the other like guys are like kind of willing to let that happen. Um, and so, you know, he, I've seen his highlights. His shooting looks, you know, pretty decent. I mean, there was the other yesterday, literally, there was that highlight of like Gary Trent Jr. giving him the alley oop and then him just like fumbling it. So we're going to ignore that. <laughs> we're going to ignore that highlight. You know, they were just doing runs. It's fine. But I just think that like he's a young guy who seems to have a really great personality and you just kind of want those guys to succeed. And I think I'm excited to see, you know, if he 
if he's going to be put in any situation where he's going to maybe be given the time to mm. develop, it's it might be this one because you're on this roster. Nobody really knows like what people's places are. Maybe, you know, Darko just, you know, throws him in there and kind of says, you know, let show me what you can do. And he, you know, flourishes a little bit. And I do mm. think like if his, if his shooting is what people are saying it might be, then it's definitely a boost for the Raptors who very much need someone who can shoot. Maybe he comes off and gives really good bench minutes, which the Raptors definitely needed last season. Um, and so I just think that there's a lot of positive there. And be, since we've never seen him before, I am definitely excited to see how he fits into this team and if he's someone that we can kind of buy into long term. I think that's a great choice. I didn't quite have him in my top three, probably like number four, though, because <laughs> he does seem like a fun player to watch. He's also just something new on the Raptors, which is uh, he can shoot. Uh, and it's a really nice addition. And I think that shooting is probably going to lead to him actually getting some real run. And I hope we get to see him play with the Raptors' better players as well. Like, I hope he's not kind of yeah. stuck in these second units with sort of secondary reserve guys. I hope we get to see him sprinkled in playing with Scotty Barnes or Jakob Pertl, working with them in dribble handoff situations, coming around pin downs, flying around, and just using his gravity to create extra space for the better players on the floor. I think that's totally a way the Raptors could use him. I think... I'm baking in a little bit of sort of lowered expectations for the defensive end. I just think it's going to take a while for him to just physically mature for the NBA game. But yeah. I, I think he's an interesting athlete. I think he the offensive rebounding instincts, the just general knowing where to stand, all of that stuff. Like, it's really exciting with him. He's, you know, I know it's like cliche to say he's more than a shooter, but he definitely is. And I think because there is such a dearth of shooting on this roster. There's just going to be opportunity there. Not to mention, he has a coach now in Darko Ryakovic, who we everything points to being very developmentally inclined in mm -hmm. a way that perhaps the last head coach was not so much. And so I, I think it's a pretty good circumstance for Dick to kind of you know join the team on, on right now as well. So very good pick. Yeah. My number two is Precious Achua, Chelsea. I, I think Precious... This is a massive season for Precious. I, I know yeah. he's extension eligible right now. I just don't know how in good conscience you can go extend him if you're the Raptors at this moment, considering he's been good for roughly 0.5 out of three of the seasons he's played in the NBA. That 0.5 season was awesome. It rocked. He was so good. And I'm like fully in for that being the Precious experience. And hopefully he can get back to that. But I don't think you can pay him unless you see a full season of good Precious Achua. And oh, that could very well happen this season. Like, there's there's going to be opportunity. His defense is, remains incredible. I think he's the second best defender on the team behind OG Ananobi. The bar yeah. for his offense is not very high to clear. It's got to be higher than what it was at last year. Am I crazy with this Precious call? I just think there's so much riding on this season, and he's such an interesting, electrifying player when things are going really well that I'm fascinated and excited to see exactly what he can bring to the table this year. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely a, a big turning point for him as well. And I just, uh, hilarious that you're 0.5 seasons. I'm curious, is it like <laughs> the 0.5 season before that Philly series? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, basically. Okay, the second yeah, half yeah. of 2021-22 where yeah, he was bombing okay. threes at 38% and yep, like pulling up in dude's times. eyes. Yeah, it was yep, wonderful. Was like, who is this freak player? It's a glorious thing. And, what you know, maybe... Maybe now, and I think we're definitely in this weird phase right now where we can't 
predict a lot of what the lineups are going to be and what the rotations might be because we're so used to like the last system where we kind of could predict like those are the seven guys yeah yeah exactly (laughs) we 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 could predict that but going into this new season with like an entirely new coaching staff it's definitely hard to be like okay this guy's not going to get as much run or this this is going to do that like we just kind of have to wait and see what you know darko's system is going to be like and so i'm excited to see like if this fresh start i know there's kind of a thing in maybe the media side right now where we're like oh it kind of feels like a fresh start and i i'm sure the players are feeling that too and maybe that's Mm going to boost some of them to be like okay like i'm in this new system now new coaches new this new that and like i hope that that helps precious because you know when we saw him come from miami that's kind of what happened he kind of flourished and he found his place and he had, I think it was last season when he had, when he had that like twenty two rebound game or whatever it was. Yeah, very that, early wanna, in the year. Yeah, yeah. I want to see that too. Like, let's go. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I definitely agree with this being a very pivotal year for Precious, and I do think that he can do it because we've seen him do it in small flashes. So I yeah, sure. I'm very high on him as a player, and I I really hope that you know we see that. He's like a dude I'm just really rooting for it all to work out for because he's fun and yeah. weird and chaotic. And that's just the best type of dude to watch on a random January night. He can bring so much joy. Um, Chelsea, let's quickly run through yeah. our number threes on our list. I'll give it to you. Who's your number three most exciting Raptor to watch this year? I see this exciting is an interesting term for this one, but I'm going to go with Gary Trent Jr. Okay. Um, we were. I was very shocked to see him opt in earlier in the off season. Um, and so I think he, I've always been very high on Gary Trent Jr. From like the mm. second he was traded to Toronto. And I just want to be right. <laughs> I know that <laughs> Isn't sucks. that what we do this for? The whole thing is just, we're trying to be right. <laughs> I just want to be right. I don't know. And so I'm like, you know, we've, again, he's someone that we've seen those flashes of. We're like, okay, like this guy is good. He, he's very clutch. He makes crazy shots. You know, he's very, like, intriguing to watch. The Mm. consistency isn't always there, which I think is something that he needs to improve on. And I also think that it's an important time for him because he's getting to that age of, like, 25-ish years old where, like, it's like, okay, you were good when you were young. You've Mm -hmm. shown some potential. Now is the time to, like, prove that you, you know, can stay in the NBA long term. Mm -hmm. And so, and I do think that he can. And I do think that you know, it's probably smart for him to take that opt in and to have another year to kind of prove himself before he's out in the market trying to like get more money. Um, And I just think that he's capable of so much more consistency than he's shown in the past like season. Again, he's one of those guys where that 0.5 season that he came in was traded was Mm. so good because again, it was Tampa and like there was nothing to lose. (laughs) And so he was just kind of like, going off but they're gonna be like a book written on the last two months of that season where like freddie gillespie and kem birch were like the big men of the future and malachi flynn was winning rookie of the month what a bizarro world we were in then oh that was so weird (laughs) it's like a fever dream almost yeah 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 so i'm like you know maybe we can see that gary trent jr that we've seen flashes of come back and i do think that maybe now might be the time because you know there's not as many not that he was like fighting with fred for minutes or anything but and i'm not sure if he's going to come off the bench or be in the starting lineup but i just think that we're at again it's the same thing with all these guys who are kind of up for contracts or getting to those times in their careers where we have to see something from him and is it going to be okay we're going to invest in this guy next season when maybe some other people walk away or is he someone that you're just like okay like 
it was a good time. Thanks for mm-hmm. chilling. And then he just moves on. Like, I don't know. And so I, I still haven't made up my mind personally on what I want Gary Trent Jr.'s future with the Raptors to be, but I've been so in, like vested in his journey and like have really liked him as a player, um, you know, when he's been really good. And so again, I just want to be right. <laughs> and I yeah. hope that, you know, we need a shooter. So if he can just kind of get better than <laughs> last season and kind of get back to that, like, you know, that stretch that he had where we were all like, okay, yeah, that guy, mm-hmm. like he's the guy, um, then I will be very pleased. Yeah, I, I think like the opportunity is going to be there. You know, mm-hmm. nine threes a game went out the door with Fred Van Vliet. Those are going to have to be taken by somebody, and I would assume Gary Trent Jr. is going to get a large portion of that uh, redistribution of threes. You know, mm-hmm. can he hit them? We'll see. I, I think my bigger question with him is defense. Like, he mm-hmm. was really used by Nick Nurse as, like, an agent of chaos, and, hey, go jump passing lanes and gamble. Like, that's what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. How will that hold up in what – presumably going to be like a more conservative defensive scheme. Is he going to get the chance to kind of jump those passing lanes and cause that chaos? And if he doesn't, does he offer much as an on-ball defender? That's going to be a pretty mm-hmm. big telling thing for him as well. Uh, quickly, speaking of wanting to be right, uh, my number three is Christian Coloco because I'm convinced he's good. I really want him to be good, and I'm really excited to watch him maybe get some regular backup center minutes this season. I think playing with like Dennis Schroeder in second units could be pretty fun with him. You know, I think the hands got to come a long way as far as finishing around the basket, but the rim protection is super undeniable. He had the best on-off differential for defense on the team last year when he was on the floor they were basically the best defense in basketball and it was uh really fun to watch and so can he add a little more offensive punch to his game that's when i'm really excited to watch as well but we don't need to spend too long on christian coloco uh i just wanted to get that one in here as we are running long but we got to bring this one to an end chelsea this was lovely thanks so much for hanging out we'll get you back on of course during the season as well where can people check out all your great work yeah, well, you can check me out at Chelsea Late on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it. Um, and you can also check out Raptors HQ. So that's fun. I love plugging my little website. So it's not very little, I guess. I shouldn't call it a little it's website. Big. But it's big. It's big. I mean, it's, it's my it's, little big website. Yeah, it's bigger yeah. and better since I left. Uh, that's for damn sure. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, well, you know, I'm just, you know, we're trying to mix it up over there. So I'm excited. We We got a good team this year. So check us out. <laughs> I, I guess like it's like my blogging alma mater uh yeah. like, lo- love me some raptors hq always rooting for you guys over there and you guys are doing yeah. amazing amazing work chelsea's gonna Thank be in the you. building covering the team all season as long uh, all season long as well so be sure to check out all chelsea's awesome work we'll leave it there though thank you so much for tuning in you can find me on twitter at woodley sean you can follow the show on instagram at lockdown raptors uh and of course we are on youtube and all the podcast apps for free each and every day please support the show would love that very very much and uh you can also join our discord server link is in the description please come and hang out unsure what we're going to talk about on tomorrow's show just yet working on a couple of ideas but if you want to go check out an episode or two of the show did a mailbag yesterday we talked about the raptors draft pick for 2024 among other things and we also talked on monday about the whole pascal the hawks bogdan bogdanovich all that stuff you can go listen to that episode with vivek and with that we will leave you there thank you so much for tuning in we'll talk to you on thursday with another episode of lockdown raptors thanks for hanging bye-bye Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.